0: Amen. Come on, give him one more big hand. Thank him for what he's going to do in you. Amen. Amen. Just love just love doing life together. Amen. And, and, and man, there's just some great things going on. Last week, it was, you know, 300-plus families. It was over 300 families that, that you guys fed in the parking lot right here last Wednesday. I think you ought to give yourselves a hand for that. That's awesome making an impact and touching lives, and that matters. And this Wednesday night is first Wednesday. I want to invite you out and make sure that you're aware of it. But if, you, if, you, you know, if you're just beginning in the journey, uh, you know, and following Christ, you know, the first act of obedience that uh, Jesus required of his disciples was baptism. And we're going to have baptisms this uh, first Wednesday, this week. And if you haven't done it yet, uh, or maybe it's been a while, you know, this is what I'm seeing in my spirit, that people are, are, you know, when you go in the water, you know the phrase, the monkey on your back. You've had stuff in your life that you haven't been able to break through, haven't been able to get set free from but you can, you know, identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And when you go out in the water, you know, you got that thing that you couldn't break. But when you come up, you, you could have freedom. And, and I'm telling you, if you have not yet been baptized, you want to be here Wednesday night. And, uh, and just, just, man, take the plunge. Let's go. Let's go public with this thing that God's doing. Let's show the world what God's doing on the inside of our life. Amen? And, and uh, some of the baptism stories are, are just amazing, and, and, and yours is next, okay? So be here Wednesday night for baptism. And uh, How many of you know that God's plan for your life is ridiculously good? That's about 30%. Okay, so, so you, you want to know what's really weird <laughs> as a preacher? You know what's really weird? is having to, it's, it's almost like sometimes you got to fight with people because they're offended when you suggest that God wants to bless them. I'm serious. You know, and, and, and it's crazy because it's like, well, you know, you know, I don't think that's for everybody. I'm telling you that God's plan for your life is awesome. And and you can read about it in the book, right? And and he said, you know, hey, I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And a future. Everybody say future. Future. Oh, come on. Say future. Future. You got to make up for the people who are apparently making sure nobody steals their lazy boy. Okay, they're getting ready for the game. And we're in the game, right? So God's got this future for you. God's got this future for you, and the enemy has this past that he wants to use against you. Anybody got a past? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, just so you know, that should have been everybody. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, you guys that didn't raise your hand, we're going to resuscitate you. They have this thing on the wall over there, and we're going to get your hands up one way or the other. I suggest you do it freely, okay? But here, here's the deal, is everybody's got some stuff, right? You don't need to be reminded of your past. But you need to you need to be introduced to your future. Okay? You, you need an introduction to your future today. You need to embrace the reality that, that God, God ain't trying to, He don't even want you reliving it. He wants you stepping out of that past and into the future that He has planned for you. And the past, the past, man, you know, I say this all the time, but the past, you cannot alter your past. You can only take your past to the altar. But man, you need to leave it there. And, and, and would you do the people around you a favor? Would you release them from their past? Would, would, would you just say, okay, we're going to put a period there, and, and we're moving forward now. And, and, and Why? Because there's, there's new things. Remember not the former thing, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I shall do a new thing. God has these new things for our lives, but a lot of times we don't embrace the new things because, well, we're so loaded down with the old stuff. And, and, and that old life becomes so common and so familiar, and, and it's, it's what we know, and we end up living, you know, Nick was talking last week about 15 years of addiction. Man, I, we, we have an addiction to an old life. We have an addiction to old ways of thinking and old ways of seeing things, and, and, it's, and, and how, you, how you handle your life, unfortunately, impacts the way you handle everybody else's, too. Yeah, and and if, you could, if you could get out of your past, maybe you could release some others from theirs. Or maybe if you could release some others from there, it would help you get out of yours. Whatever it takes, let's move into the future that God has for us, right? Because it's bright. It's awesome. Man, you have the right to dream again. I said you have the right to dream again. And and you you need to be hearing God because, man, I'm telling you, what God is talking about, he's not going to be talking to you about that junk behind you. He's going to be painting a picture. See, here's here's something that's really cool about God. Is that God is not in time. But time is in God. Right? So he's the alpha and the... He's the beginning and the... He's the first and the... He's the author and the... These are people who know the Bible. Have you ever thought about this? He's He's the beginning and the end. All at the same time. Okay, it's not like he's the beginning right now, and then he's going down there, and he's going to be the end. No, he's the beginning and the end. He is. He. He is. He. He's in eternity, right? And when God's looking at you, He doesn't see a a past, a present, and a a, and the future. He's you know He's like picture it more like He's looking at a at at the you know at the whole thing. You know the the a, a picture of your whole life. And he sees it, you know, he's at the end now. He, he, he declared the end at the beginning. He didn't start something until he's finished it. And, and he sees, you know, he sees where your life's fitting. He, you know, Jeremiah 1.5 said that, uh, hey, before I formed you in your mother's belly, I knew you. And I sanctified you and I ordained you. Before, before I formed you, I, I knew where you are going to fit. It's as if God was having a dream about the future and he saw where you were going to fit. So he has shaped you and, and formed you and, and, and equipped you. That's what sanctified means, is that you've been set apart for a specific purpose. And then he ordained you or he empowered you to fulfill that dream and he's he's looking out the whole thing which is why god has the ability to you know the steps of a good man or order the how could he, he can order your steps because he he already sees where you're headed he knows where you're going he's gone ahead of you and prepared the path and made it ready for you No eye has seen, and no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And that word prepared, it's it's an ancient term, and it it was people that would go out ahead of traveling royalty, and they'd make sure that the unpassable parts of the road were, were taken care of, handled, made passable. So God has gone ahead of you and made certain that the road is passable so that you can get to the place that he's created you to be is that awesome? I'm telling you, man, we serve an awesome God. We, I said we serve an awesome God. Yeah, but look at all the stuff in my past, and, and how could God be in a you, you know, isn't it weird, though, when you look back a couple of years later and you realize that the very thing that you thought was just, you know, like the spawn of Satan, the, like, like, like hell was having a heyday, God somehow takes all of that and works it for your good. David wrote, I look behind me, and you were there. He, he was working in all of that stuff. You know, he, he, in the things that we don't understand, how does he do it? I don't know. I don't know how God could take what the enemy intended as evil. I don't know how he does it, but he turns it and uses it for good. It's an awesome thing about God. You, you know, in, in Ephesians two ten. Uh, and I'm, I'm bouncing, sorry, Darla, but, the, the, you know, I give them scriptures in order, and then I don't use the order. Uh, it says that we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do the good work which he predestined, planned beforehand. See, he had to plan be- beforehand. He had a purpose for your life. And, and, and for us, he, he, the good work which he planned beforehand for us, taking the path which he prepared ahead of time, he's got the path already. And he's leading you and he's trying to buy the Spirit you, you know, to, to, to guide you. Romans eight fourteen says that all those that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. And, and he's trying to lead you by his Spirit down this path so that you could walk on that path and live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He has a good life for you. I said, he has a good life for you. And, 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 you know, we begin this journey. We begin, right? What do we do? Well, we get born again. You know, we come to Jesus. We get saved. We get rescued. We get delivered. We, you know, whatever you want to call it, we get born again. Some of us, you know, we've been born again and again. And, and I don't know, maybe, maybe if, if, if you're not getting very far down the road, get born again, again, again. Do it whatever it takes to get out of that old life. And into the new life, because Second Corinthians five seventeen. And most of us can quote this one, but you know, it, it's if any man be in Christ, he's become a new person, and the old life is gone. The old, li- the old life is gone. The old life is gone. G one. You know, you just should send out notes to everybody. I am G one. Gone. That old life is over. A new life has begun. Yeah. It might be time for you to begin that new life. Well, I've been in church for 25 years. Well, then you ought to begin. Huh? Come on, a, a new life, a, a new life has begun. Well, get started. You know, we sit around and complain about the old life. It's G1. Man, I, I got news for you. I refuse to stay where I am. I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna enter the new life. Okay? So 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 what you're seeing today next week's gonna be a little bit different. Why? Because we're growing. We're growing. At Colossians 3, and, and, and you know, just just want to re- remind you that if we were raised with Christ, then it changes the things we're seeking, doesn't it? If you were raised with Christ, it raised, it's it's upward. It's upward. It, it's increase. It's increase. It's, it's, it's not if you were lowered into Christ. No, if you were raised with Christ, then seek the things which are above. It's, it's going to change. It's going to change the things you look. At. Your expectations need to increase. Come on, you need to elevate your expectations. Time to start believing God for great things again. Well, I was wounded. It's time to believe God. Increase your expectation and walk in the healing and the restoration and the renewal and the refreshing that God has for your life. Embrace that life. Begin a renewed life today. Look at verse 2. It says, think, think, set your mind on things above. It's time to elevate your thoughts. It's time, time, you you know, here's our problem is that we got to quit thinking the way that we were thinking in the old life. Right? It's Romans 12. You know, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. One translation says, which is the least that you can do. This is the least that you can do. That you would live holy. Oh, here's a church word for you. That you would live holy. What does that mean? Really long skirts, no makeup. Get rid of the jewelry. Huh? Come on, let's get holy for Jesus. You know, I, I was raised in church, and, 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 and you, you want to know what was weird about holiness? Just leave that up. I'll get back to it. But you want to know what was weird about holiness? It depended on where we were and who we were with as to what that meant. And the only definition of holy that most of the church that I grew up in had was, was the definition of holy that means other than, because there wasn't nobody like any of them. Okay, but the deal is, is that God, God wants you to be, you realize that you stand in the sight of God, holy, righteous, and blameless in his sight. Oh my gosh. He, he, you know, and, and, and here's what's funny, is that, that I know that a lot of us, we need to get that revelation, because if I said that and you had the revelation, you wouldn't just stare back at me. I stand in the sight of God, holy, righteous, and blameless and I'm going to tell you something. It's, you don't, you don't know the stuff that I know about me. And you ain't ever going to know, because I ain't telling you. Okay? But, but let me tell you something. None of the things that used to be the dominant voice in my life have any voice in my life now. See, see the, the dominant voice in your life you got, it cannot be the past. You can't let a, a voice from the past be the dominant voice in your life. Man, you stand before God, that holy, righteous, blameless in His sight. Everybody knows what I did. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it, it doesn't matter. It ha, it's not going to impact your future. Only God will use it in your future, as a strength. Why do you think the enemy's trying to shame you so hard? So that you won't, well, so that I'll never bring up my past. No, so that you'll never connect with your strength. So that you can't use your strength in the future because the enemy can't stop you if you ever decide to go where God's called you. Oh, that, yeah, that... That, that's a clap moment. Look at verse 3. You died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You died and your life is hidden. Your life. It's really important. that Sometimes we just got to stop, you know. We got to pause for a minute and, and, and meditate on the Word of God. See, remember, remember 2 Corinthians 2.14, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And the next verse, it says, for God reveals them to us by his Spirit. So the Bible teaches us that you can't learn the things of God by hearing it, by seeing it, by touching it. It has to be revealed by the Spirit. You can handle it. You can look at it. You can listen to it. But you can't know it. And there's a difference. How many parents have learned that there's a difference between your child listening to you and your child actually hearing you? Huh? You know, to, the, and, and so, like I said, you know, sometimes we, we got we to gotta, we gotta take it easy for a minute so that we can really understand what God's saying. It's like when he says, uh, be careful what you hear. The word hear is understand. He didn't, didn't talking about what you listen to. See, a lot of times, see, here's, here's the deal. There's a lot of people in the room, and, and there ain't nothing, I mean, make sure you listen and you hear everything I'm going to tell you, because I'm not telling you that you shouldn't like be listening to the sermons. I've listened to this sermon five times. Okay, have you stopped? and meditated it and let the Spirit reveal things to you. Because, you know, you, you, uh, you can listen to Stephen Furtick all day long, but if you don't let the Spirit, because you can't hear, you can't, you don't get the things of God from seeing or hearing, you, you know, with the natural ear. It needs to be revealed by the Spirit. Are you, that's why so many people can sit in a room, and, 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 le, and let me tell you something, you know, the, God's Word, you know, the sower sowed the seed, and the seed is the Word of God. And God's word is incorruptible seed. We're talking about amazing seed. I'm, I'm telling you that God's word is powerful. And, and that he honors his word above everything else. And, and there's nothing like, like God's word and that seed. And well, well, if that seed is so powerful, why isn't it producing you know, the fruit that it's supposed to produce in my life? Well, you know, because seed identifies or or, or determines identity, right? Seed it, it, it determines the identity, and so you know when you look at a fruit, you can tell what seed it came from, right? right. So seed, seed, and and you want quality seed. If Alachua was here, and there's other farmers that could tell us, but but you know they would go all over the place trying to find the the most high quality seed that they could get their hands on, but they did, but they wouldn't put that high quality seed in just any soil because seed. Determines identity, but soil determines quality. Okay, we're going to preach now. Okay, soil determines the quality of the fruit. And so, what you have to understand is that God's, you know, has hidden life in you. And that life, that's Zoe. That's more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. This is God life. I'm telling you, and look what it says. It says, your life. So you have one. You have a Zoe life. A custom-made, tailor-fit, pre-planned, laid out, made ready in advance, incredible life of God that's yours. It is your life. Where is it at? It's hidden in Christ, which means it has to be revealed. Revealed. Okay, you're not going to stumble upon it. You're not going to learn about it. You, you, you're, it's going to have to be revealed to you by the Spirit. Now, here's what's cool. Look at Matthew 13, 44. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a field, and it has a treasure in it. And the guy that finds it in his excitement sells everything he owns to get enough money to buy the field. See, each and every one of us, we, we, we are a field. Okay, your life is a field, but there's a treasure. The kingdom is is in you, right? But there's a treasure hidden in your field. And what you have to do is you, you have to uncover it. You have to discover it. Yeah, and you have, to, you have to value it. If you're gonna find the life that God has for you, and that He has prepared for you. Let me tell you what you're gonna have to do. You have to sell out. God's life is not intended. the casual Christian. Christianity as a religion is a totally different thing than we're talking about God life, the life that's hidden in Christ for you. See, there is a purpose for your life. And when you connect with that purpose, oh, dude, when we were reading, you know, just a minute ago, and it says that we are God's own handiwork, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do the good work that, that, that he prepared for us. That he, well, that's our purpose, you know, when you're doing the good work, you know, and, and that we're taking the paths that he's carved out and made ready, living the good life. See, here's the deal. The good life that he's made ready for you to live, you don't get to determine it. You get to discover it. Okay. And, and when, you, when you begin to tap into your purpose, everything changes. Because all of a sudden, man, your life has meaning. It, your, I said your life has meaning. And I'm telling you today, your life has meaning. You just might not understand it yet. But your life has meaning. And God ain't trying to hide it from you. He's trying to reveal it to you. And he's wanting to show you the purpose of your life. And, and, and here's, dude, this is, this is I, I'm, I'm hoping that this, that, that this is making sense, okay? Ephesians 1, 4, it says this. He has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that you would be holy and without blame before him in love. That he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Okay, so before he said, let there be light, he said, let there be Nate. He he knew what he was doing. He had a dream about the future. He saw where Nate was going to fit. And he has chosen Nate. See, in the beginning, remember this one? In the beginning was the Word. So in the beginning was the Word. So the Word was before the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God. Okay, it was the word. That's logos. It's uh, the, the most basic definition of that word is uh, the written word of God. It's where we get our word logic, was God's system of logic. But uh, a, a deeper definition of logos is God's total concept. Remember when Jesus said, hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You look at, you look at Jesus, and he, he is the total concept concept, okay? And in the beginning, God had the total concept. And his word, his word was life. And the Bible teaches us that, matter of fact, in John 1, 4, it says that his word is life. And and the life that's hidden is his word that's in you. And when he chose you, this is a really long, that you are chosen, uh, back to Ephesians 1, 4, that it, 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 that you were chosen, he hath chosen you, uh, it, That word "chosen" is logomai, which means it's it's the verb tense of the word logo, logos, and 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 what it means it doesn't mean that you're just simply picked out of a crowd because you didn't come out of the crowd you came out of God. I mean you understand that that human is two words put together make one word humus and man humus dirt that's your body, but man is spirit, and you you didn't you, you know you didn't just come past God you came right out of God. And, and He chose you out of the Word. So He picked you out of the logo, the total, the total picture. See, God has a story, and this is His story and His dream. You know, you're living the dream, but it ain't your dream. Your dream's like a nightmare. Okay, But, but we're living His dream, right? So we're now living His dream, and He's empowering us to, ful- to fulfill and complete His dream. And he picked. A, he saw. See, remember when 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 they said uh, who was the lady? And she said. Uh, and they told her, "For you have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this." See, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven in the message. God knows what He's doing. He has it all planned out, plans to give you the future that you're hoping for. He, he, but God, God's got this thing figured out, man. And he, he, he looked through the pages of time, and He saw where you were going to fit, and He picked you out. Now, you, you came out of the world. You are not the total concept of God. But you're out of His book. You're out of His story. You, you, and He's telling a story to the world through your life, today. And he's looking at the future and he's wanting you to lean into that future and get out of that past because part of the story is you being liberated and set free and coming out of bondage and, and being equipped to, you know, even though the enemy tried to take you out, God's going to elevate you up because he's, he's telling a story with your life. And so you you've been handpicked by God out of the logos, okay? That He has chosen it before the foundations of before He said, "Let there be light." He said, "Let there be Nate," and He pulls Him out. Everybody say, "Yippee!" Yippee. You got to be happy, Nate's here, okay? You got to be, and and, and 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 Nate is not the total concept, and I mean and. And, Nate, you know, there's a treasure, see, a treasure hidden in this field, right? You understand that? He's kind of like representing you right now, so say amen. Amen. Okay, so there's a treasure hidden in this field. Now, obviously, there's some excavation that needs to be done in order for us to discover the treasure that's hidden in this field. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, everybody's got some dirt. Okay, But we got to get to that treasure. Why? Because that treasure is his life that's hidden. What's his life? His life is the word. So there's a, there's a word, if you will, for his life. And and, and and while Nate is awesome, and he's probably like an entire chapter, probably more likely a page out of the story, but we're not, it's, not, it's not his story, it's his story that God's wanting to tell through his life. See, he didn't reach him just to reach him, but he reached him to reach through him. And he's just like you and God's pulled him out and he's put him here, right here, right now for such a time as this. And Nate needs to discover the rhema word that's in his life. So that he understands his purpose and he starts getting it. He starts, re- get, let's just say he starts having insight and revelation, discernment and understanding, and he suddenly celebrates the fact that, hey, I, I'm beginning to see my word. I was talking with a brother this morning and he said, You know, I've been praying and God showed me a picture and, and, and I just saw a glimpse of it, but I think he's starting to to, to, to uncover what it is that he's going to use my life for. I'm telling you, yes, that's it. Well, it, but it's, it's huge, right? Because God ain't going to use you for little things. See, when God's talking to you, let, let me tell you first thought. When God starts giving you a little glimpse of your future, you know your first thought? No way. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he for their foolishness to him. So he'll say, hey, man, I'm going to use you to build a, a, a college. You'll say, that's dumb. Because <laughs> it's foolishness. To the, but, the, but the Spirit man begins to connect. Don't go anywhere. But dude, just stay right here. We're all happy you're here. Okay, and Nate... Nate begins to discover this word that's in him, and and God begins to reveal it to him, and and, and one day, one day, I mean, it's just a word, okay, but it's part of the story, and and he gets the word, right, and he begins to uncover, and shoot, formed. formed, formed, he begins to see it, and everywhere he looks, he sees formed, 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 and, 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 and but on his own it's kind of weird but he, something in him can sense it, but then he then he meets this great couple come on and and, and uh, just stand up here with him and, and he meets this great couple and and he begins to understand that uh there's a treasure in their field too. see, there's a treasure in their field. I'm telling you there ain't nobody in here that it has a field with no treasure there's a treasure in every field and and see what you have to understand is is that the the way you perceive determines your ability to receive so if he perceives them wrong, he won't receive correctly and 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 it's frustrating because you don't know the dirt that's going on in these fields okay and it you, you know how many times, and some, man, somebody's going to get a revelation today. Check it out. You don't know how many times you prayed for something and God answered by sending you a somebody because the something that you needed was inside the somebody he sent. But you looked at the somebody and thought there ain't no way the something I'm believing for is in that somebody because God hides great things behind other things. Okay. Why? Because a treasure is hidden in the field. And if you don't honor the 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 field sitting next to you, it put you see, dishonor pushes you away from the treasure. But honor draws you towards the pressure. But you're under the impression that, well, before I show honor to those people, they need to become honorable. Don't no, you need to reverse your mindset your mindset. You gotta elevate your mindset because you look at people and and whether you give them honor or not, it's not based on them. It's your honor that's at stake. See, if you honor pe- see a lot of people in church, think of, think of how powerless this is. has rendered the church. Because people think that their healing is on the platform holding a microphone, or their breakthrough is on the platform with a microphone. Y- your, your, your great answer to prayer might not be up here holding the microphone, it might be in the back holding a camera. It could be out front opening a door. It could be somebody passing a bucket. It could be somebody, it's a treasure hidden in the field next to you. What would happen if we begin to recognize that there's a reason we're together is because every answer that you need in life is probably already in the room. But you have to perceive people correctly. And He begins to perceive, and he's helping them, and they're like doing a grow group. Dirt removal grow group. Excavators are us, or Whatever. And formed meets this couple. I'd like to introduce you to no weapon. See, because without him, he was just formed. But now, together, they got no weapon formed. And they start to get a little insight, they start to get a little excitement, they start to get a little buzz going on in their life. And and, and they start meeting people. They start connecting to people. Hey, will you guys help me? Come on. Come on. This is against in me. And here they come to the table. And and, and, and and now we got no weapon formed against me. And life is getting better and better. But what's funny is that they went to church together for seven years and wouldn't even talk to each other. You want to know why? Because Nate is kind of red. And it's just different, you know. And, and you look across the room, and I don't know that I like what I'm seeing over there. And, and you know, and I don't trust him. And, and he's been looking this way. And, and she's crazy. And, and, and she's got, you, you know, she's got some problems in her well, it's her age mainly, but and, and you know, and she thinks she knows way more. Do you understand the stuff that keeps us separated, but they get together and start doing life together, and we got we got no weapon formed against me. And and then I need just two more people. Come here, Craig. Come here, and uh, this is Prosper. So I got no weapon formed against me, Prosper. Oh, we're missing somebody. And, and at some point, you just start reaching out for folks. And you let, you let God get you in order. Pretty soon you got no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And my life begins to make sense. But my life is hidden in Christ. Now see, if, if you don't take care of the soil, see, it's not just the fruit. See, the, the seed's going to produce fruit in your life. But you do understand that fruit is not intended for personal consumption. So what God's doing in this precious girl, the life that he's helping her to discover is actually for, see it's his story that's being told, it ain't yours. You you, you guys can stand up. Give them a hand. Aren't they awesome? (laughs) See, we can, can't we look at our lives? I think the Bible says you shall know them by their fruit. Sometimes it's easy to determine whose story you're using your life to tell. Because your story is isolated. Your story, protective. Your story, very close-handed. Guarded. That doesn't sound like his story. Why? Because you're living the wrong life. Well, this is the way God made me. No, your future, there's two U's in the word future separated by a T. T kind of looks like a cross. So you got the U before the cross and the U after the cross. You're living the wrong U. God's got a story to tell. I heard it said that when you want what God wants for the same reason God wants it, Nothing can stop you. When you understand the story that your life completes, your life brings completion to this body. There's a reason that God brings us together as a body. Your, your life completes others. It, it fills in the gaps of the story. When you, when, you, when you begin to discover that, man, there's an anointing in my life. Somebody's healing depends on me. I need, I need to take care of this soil. There's some things in my life that need to be removed out of the soil so that we can draw, because the soil draws the potential out of the seed. Do you understand how much potential is in God's seed that's inside of your life? If we, if we would deal with our soil, if we, if we would you know get the stones out and, and, and take care of the issues, hey, we all, we all have dirt. But the things that God is hidden, man, He's hidden, and so often, it's behind stuff that you don't even like. But if you can look past that, if you can release people from their past and know that, hey, a new life has begun. A new life has begun. Not, it's not my life. You know, Paul put it this way. I'm not living my life now. I'm living his. I, mine was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And I now live the life. See, your real life, your real life, Colossians three three in the uh, New Living. You died to this life, but your real life. Wouldn't it be a bummer, at the end of life, to find out that you had lived the wrong life, that you had fought fights that didn't matter that you had sought possessions that left you empty, that you had chased dreams that were just fog, clouds with no water. I'm here today to tell you that God wants you to be introduced to your real life, your real future. You don't need to repeat the past, but you cannot afford to miss the future. I said you cannot, there's a treasure in your field. There's a treasure in your field. And Man, wouldn't it be awesome if we could just help each other uncover the treasures and live the real life together so that this community, this region, shoot, we'd change the world. We'd change the world. God's pulling you into your real life I want you to bow your head I just want to pray for you father help us be a people that are obsessed with locating the things that you've hidden for us that we would that we would refuse to settle for anything less than the real authentic life that Jesus came to reconnect us to while well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're all going to pray one more prayer together. And if you're here today and, and you've been living a life, but it ain't the real life, like I said earlier, maybe you've been born again, but it, it, man, there was just something, man, this can't be all there is. Well, do it again. Maybe you've never accepted the life, the real life that God offers you through relationship with His Son Jesus. Well, then what we want you to do. We're all going to pray this prayer together. I'm not going to have you stand. I won't call you out. But if you're in this room today and you say, you know what, Tom, I, it's time, I, I want the real life. I, I, I don't want a high-quality imitation. I want the real life. Then make this your prayer. I want to, I want to invite you to pray with us today and make it personal. And while heads are bowed and eyes are closed and nobody's looking around, I want to personally agree with you today in prayer. I just want you to hold your hand up real high. If you're here today and you say, Tom, that's me, just lift it up. Thank you, 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 thank you. That's so awesome. Just keep your head bowed for just a minute because you know what, there's, there, there's more. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of you and you're sitting here and you're, and, you're, and you're kind of vacillating. You're going back and forth. Well, I'm not, I'm not certain if, you know, no, I'm, listen, it's as easy as you say, okay, God, I want real life. I want real life. Don't miss this. You know what? There's There's moments in life that are impregnated with purpose by God. This is your moment. Don't miss it. If you're here today and it's time for you, to make this prayer your prayer, just lift your hand up. We're just going to pray together. Just lift your hand up. I know there's a couple more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so awesome. So awesome. Everybody in here, let's just pray this together. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. I choose to live for you from this day forward. I'm starting now. Thank you for a new life. Thank you for a future. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, let's give God big praise.